Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a Big Show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome on in. Jake coming at you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me and uh, Gordon uh, not with us at the moment. No, still living, but not currently on the show. Yeah, retraction. I, I shouldn't have said not with us. That wasn't That wasn't right. Not like talking to us right now. I'd be introducing Gordon Monson, but he's... Oh, Jake, it's a beautiful, <laughs> sunny day outside. Do you like spring? <laughs> I like I like spring. Uh, Gordon um, is, I don't know, what what is Gordon doing? He's interviewing uh, the Pope. He's got the Pope on the phone. Mark Pope? Uh, no, no, the, the actual Pope. Oh. Pope Francis. The Catholic Pope. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he Gordon calls him Frank on a first name basis. Like that's not name. like the popes. That's not their real name though, right? They when they become pope, they adopt a name, a right? A different name. Yeah, I, I think. Wonder so. what is his real name like? Tim or no? I doubt it. It's from South America. Argentina. We could probably right? look it up. Uh, Argentina. Yeah. Francisco. Anywho, <laughs> Gordon should join us sometime during the two o'clock hour. Uh. Austin shaking his head like he doubts it. Going but, over three o'clock. You know, I I talked to Gordon today, and uh, and he was pretty adamant that he was going to get here as soon as he could. So well, he and we're joking around. He is doing something noble. Yes, so. no, no. It's an it's an excused absence. <laughs> we don't need a, it's an understandable absence. We yet. don't need a wellness check over at the Monson House. <laughs> <laughs> an excused absence. Did you ever forge? Signatures from your parents to get out of school to excuse absences. No. Yes. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't have my truancy stories. Okay. Or it's I wasn't truant that much, but there. there you just never went as far as to make up actual documents. Well, one time, uh, my junior high, uh, go Chargers. They would have a, 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 an automatic call to your house if yeah. you had an unexcused absence. I'm sure this is a fairly common practice. So uh, one time I tried to get home and erase the message. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it was one of those old-fashioned uh, uh, voice machines, answering machines or whatever that had the tape. You the know what I mean? The mini cassette? Uh, so when I, I thought I erased it, but I just rewound it. <laughs> And nothing recorded over it, and and somehow, my mother, uh, even though it said zero on the messages, still pushed play for some reason. 
And and the message played. You had it teed up for. Her. Yeah, I was right there. <laughs> I see. And at that point, I, of course, got the, well, uh, why'd you miss a class? And why did you come home and erase, <laughs> try to erase the voice mail message? You're stuck. There's no getting out of that. I got really good at signing my parents' names. Did you? Oh, really good. Wow. Good All kinds you. of field trip uh, things that I would forget to tell them I needed done, and then I'd get to school that day, and they're like, all right, we're going to Hogle Zoo. Do you have your permission slip? And I'm like, well, I guess so, and just scribble their name. And The only time I was really tempted, and I guess it was multiple times, the only time really tempted uh, to, to do something like that was midterm time. Because I was the type of student that had a bit of a procrastinating problem, so oftentimes midterms would be a little rough. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd pull, you know, a, a decent uh, term out of the fire by the end, you know, by the old deadline. But sometimes the midterms were a little were a little rocky. And so I always thought, God, I really don't want to show this to my parents. <laughs> and we had to return them signed or whatever. Oh, so, so oh, I like, see. I gotcha. yeah, yeah. So the teacher knew your parent had, had seen it. seen the midterm and then But your mother was a teacher. Right. Don't so, they have like their own underground network that she was gonna find out anyway? Probably. But I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> I was thinking wasn't thinking things through like that at the time. But but you know what it did ensure was that my mother always sided with the teacher, which was always something that was frustrating during my education. I'm probably better for it, honestly. But there were some times that are like, come on, come on. Never. So a midterm was taken particularly seriously because she knew my teachers wouldn't give me those grades if they weren't serious. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I didn't go as far as my buddy who kept a signature of his mom's in his backpack so that he could trace it. Ah, yes. Onto other papers. I didn't go as far as that. but You know what that is, though? You know what we're talking about here? Fraud, which is a big topic of the day locally. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a big topic of the day uh, here locally. Actually, nationally uh, as well. And does have a sports tie, curiously enough. Yeah, it's a loose tie. but It's her husband. Yeah. That's a, that's a permanent bond. I'm I sure he wishes it was a looser tie oh, today. Oh, man, but... he's having a bad day. <laughs> yeah, uh, Coach Shaw. Shout out to Coach Shaw, whom I like very much. He's had a bad year, uh, in it, my opinion. That's a that's a bad day for Coach Shaw. In all honesty, it's a bad day for the Shaw family. Um, not trying to make light of it because it's a very serious situation. If you, if I guess you hadn't heard, Jen Shaw, who's also a uh, star on uh, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake, was arrested and is under federal indictment for fraud and wire fraud. It's some sort of. I guess telemarketing scheme. Yeah, nationwide telemarketing scheme that targeted at least ten people older that are older than fifty-five, which makes it a felony, a federal crime, I should say. So, so that's uh, honestly it carries up to thirty years in prison. I don't think she'd ever serve thirty years in prison, but I mean it's a very it's a very serious thing. And yes, there is a sports tie because of course uh, Coach Shaw is a member of the sports community. And you know uh, everything about and this And I, well, see, that's the hard part, is that I watch... She's like a member of your family right now. Watch it, love the show. Uh, when the news first came down and Austin told me, I called my wife immediately. Because this is big news in the Scott household. Big news. I tried to get Austin to book some guests for it, but <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think they would say yes. And your wife being an attorney... 
knows some of these terms in the in yeah. these press releases that we were like, what is that word? She's and, trying to review the indictment now, although I don't know if she has access to it, so I probably shouldn't say that on the radio. No. <laughs> Oh, man. You know what? Uh, we miss Gordon, but sometimes, you know, not getting one up. Uh, Gordon would be like, I remember when I got indicted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, anywho, I watched I watch the show. I think they just finished wrapping uh, filming season two, I think. When's it supposed to air? I have no idea. Do they do these six months, a year? How far in advance? So they filmed... Last they filmed season one in February, and it aired. Wait, not this past February. February twenty twenty, like days before the pandemic hit. And it aired what January through February this year? No, 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 no. It aired like in the fall. It did. Yeah, they turned it around. We've pretty. been talking about this that long. Yeah, because we talked about it with Coach Mack. Remember? Oh, that's right. And yeah. and things got weird with Frank because <laughs> he did. had inside knowledge of something he he was he could not talk about. Yeah, I'm not efforting Frank today. I'm not, I I'm going to let get, him lie. I wanted you to get Frank on the horn, but yeah, that would be weird. going to let him be for a little yeah. bit. And anyway. He was great on the Weber State call over the weekend, that Hail Mary pass. Hey, Frank does a good job, man. Frank's a good dude. And he's loyal. And, uh, and, and he, I like that on the stand. And probably a little too close to this particular story, I'm sure, because he and Sharif are, are, are very close friends. So, but all honestly, uh, best wishes to the Shaw family, because this is very, these are very serious things, like very serious things. Um, but yeah, can, since I consume the show, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my eye on it. Can I say with respect to the Shaw family? Sure. I hope that everyone that runs a telemarketing scheme gets the f- book thrown at them. Can I say that? Is that a sentence that works? Sure. I mean, the- if this turns out to be true, if she was doing this, I hope she gets every day of those 30 years because telemarketing schemes are evil. And they were targeting the elderly, allegedly. So, yeah, very serious crimes. That's what I'm saying. I mean, this. I hope she's these innocent. These are very serious things. I remember when. Um, uh, Dominic Hatfield went through what he went through, which is which is just a, a, a ridiculous story on so many levels. And I'm so happy for him that things worked out the way they did, and that uh, you know the, the system worked. The system worked. Very At, happy. Well, it didn't work in the first place, but it eventually re- fixed itself. It, yeah. it eventually got there, and he was able to really finish out what turned out to be a really great uh, career at the University of, of Utah. I'm not. I'm not sure if he's on a roster now or or what's going on. But I think he um, got cut last year. Did he? Yeah. Anyway, got a got a, a shot at the brass ring. Anyway, how many people get that right? And uh, I remember when we came on the air that day and we were talking about it. I and the the story was that Utah had suspended him, and of course there were the, you know the the side of the argument that says suspended. What what what? Cut him immediately. And then there was the you know the other side. It was more on the apologist side, which is where uh, I fell on this one. I thought suspending was the perfect thing because he was facing felony charges. I mean, he was facing time in prison. And the last thing, well, the first and foremost thing he should be thinking about was uh, handling that situation directly, and football had to be a a distant afterthought. I mean, there's no way that guy should have been going through practices and those sorts of things while facing uh, life-altering consequences. And, uh, you know, it turns out that um, 
Well, it turns out he was not guilty in the slightest of what he was being accused of, and things worked out all right, and thank goodness that they did. So I don't know with, with this particular case, which is the, the point of all this, is that uh, we'll see, and she'll get her day in court, and that's probably a good thing, and uh, it, it can't be easy for that, that family. So, And you'll get a season three out of this. Oh, yeah. One way or another, season three is coming. I wonder this, what I wonder what season two is going to be like. This couldn't possibly be drummed up into some TV conspiracy for the for the TV show, right? Okay, so I'll make the comparison to the Conor McGregor bus thing. Okay, if it is a stunt, then anybody associated with the stunt should be punished severely because, like, to abuse the justice system and that sort of thing that way. I mean, that's. Which is kind of what Conor McGregor was doing that day. Yeah, if I don't you believe know. it if to it have been w- a stunt. If it were a stunt. I got to imagine this is this is the federal court and the, what, U.S. attorney from New York? I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not a stunt. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the, hey, the, the Madison Square Garden security. This is. You let me wear my tinfoil hat, Jake Scott. Let no, me wear I'm, it. I'm fine with it. Go ahead. You you follow blindly the lemmings if you'd like. I'm going to tell you the truth. And this is probably not made up to be a stunt. And from a football standpoint, I hope it's not a distraction for the university. I'm I'm guessing that Witt is grumpy as well. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would love to get him on the old truth serum and ask him about his feelings on air about the show in general. Uh, I bet and whether he was or not he had about passed that. off on it in the first place. And Yeah, I don't know. I have no clue. And I know Coach Wade a little bit, but I wouldn't claim to be his BFF. Well, he seems uh, to want to run a tight-lipped ship up uh, there. Yeah, I would guess he was grumpy about the show to begin with. Well, he didn't give them any access. Like, any He didn't access. appear on the show? I, I don't even think there was, like, B-roll of Sharif on the sidelines or anything. Really? Like, yeah, I mean, there was zero access. Maybe only the mention that he was a coach at the school was and the only thing? I think they barely mentioned it was the University of Utah. They really? Men- they mentioned that, but, I, I mean, it was not a it was not a, a, a heavily talked they about. They didn't have him for sit-downs and tell us about your job and how it is. Like, and- his, his job was a big part of the show in a sense that he was, like, never there. I see. And that actually turned into uh, a, a, one of the central issues of the show was the health of their marriage because he was never there. But they never said, like— details about why he was never there just like off doing football stuff i see okay so it was not a a blessed uh event from the utah football program they weren't like yeah "Yeah, sure do this show exactly okay exactly like she would say how's your day how was your day sharif and he would say he would not say like, well, let me tell you, tell you what, about the Oklahoma what drill today. Coach Ludwig said in the uh, around the water cooler, you know, no, no, it was none of that. So, yeah, yeah, I would say not entirely blessed by the football program. And so this is probably not welcome news either. No, let alone but, that it's but, fraud. No, I mean, it's 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 chaotic on the staff up there. I mean, these are human beings we're talking about. And this is a big deal. So, you know, it it certainly could be a distraction. Um and, and by the way, Sharif is a beloved coach who plays a, a big role uh, with, uh, with those players up there, recruiting, developing across the board in a, in a bunch of different ways. Thus, he's never home because he's... <laughs> he's good at his job. Yeah, he's pouring his heart and soul into his gig. So, um, yeah, it's not, there's no way it's a good day up there.
Well, that's too bad. I'm so happy this is what we're talking about when when we're missing Gordon. I I mean, I I don't know where the the conversation would have gone. What does it say about me that I'm more upset that we have to keep talking about this blasted show now? I'm more upset by that than the fact that the Shaw family's going through it. You need to catch up on it. No, I'm not going to. There's multiple sports ties to the show. There isn't. You just full-on admitted that they didn't even hardly ever mention sports. Uh, Ah, yes, but related nonetheless. (laughs) <laughs> the 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 second sports related part of that show is even more loose than than the first. I'm I, aware I will, of the other. I one, will yeah. grant you that that is, yeah. Although maybe, sl- although slightly more salacious. I, I was going to say, say that. Yeah. a little juicier. Yeah, a little a little bit juicier. I'd say, but we don't need to. We can keep it above board. We don't need to dive into that. Well, as Gordon tells you, I've always Googled. You can find it if you need it. You know they they don't really highlight that either. Oh, real? They just gloss over that, huh? They talk about how it's, well, how detailed do we want to get about? Not Nobody really. Cares, but they talk about how it's their second marriage, but they don't really dive into where marriage one and two. They don't. Let me put it this way: they don't highlight that connection to sports really at all. So, unless you're you or someone here that is connected to the sports world and does some name hey. math. Name math. You may not get it. And name math. And when you first see her husband, you go, God, that dude looks familiar. <laughs> Where have I seen that? <laughs> Where? That chisel wow. job before. That, that looks like somebody I know. All right. Enough of the SLC Reels Housewives. Okay. It's just, it's, it's, we it's have to like, keep talking about it. It's this like the now. biggest story on the planet right now. No, it's not, actually. Uh, but, uh, Okay, I'm even getting Twitter interaction on it. Should we dive into the jazz game? Should we should we tease that and and get to it on the other side? All right, I'm getting the yes from Austin. Yeah, let's tease right, it. We will not uh, we will not uh, dwell on this story uh, for the entire show. Maybe even uh, not uh, get Gordon's comments on it. I wrote a column once about this guy that was running a fraud, and I said, you know, if you did it this way, it'd be a little better. I thought you were going to get into uh, what was that? Uh, what was that movie? You know, well, they stole my idea for yeah. Foxcatcher. Yeah, uh, uh, basically my call. Ah, that's that's fraud right there, Jake. Oh, why why can I not think of the the famous fraud movie with uh, Bob Redford and uh, sneakers? No, no uh, oh, uh, the Sting. The Sting. Paul Newman. I wrote a column about uh, you know some fraud. Long story short, it won all these Oscars, and I didn't get a lick of credit for it. It involved a card game. <laughs> all right, Gordon uh, uh, will be along with us shortly, we hope. Uh, but we'll we'll get into the Jazz game coming up next. Um, Cleveland is is a team, but I do think there were some things that uh, that were interesting from last night's game. We'll get into that. Also, uh, we have more Elite Eight basketball to talk about. Uh, we'll get into that throughout the show, and who knows what other shenanigans. Bowler is going to be on with us at uh, the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Our guy, Jay Drew, is going to be on with us. We can talk to Jay about a bunch of stuff, BYU football and Utah basketball. And uh, obviously we we talked about some of the contract stuff that came out yesterday. Jay did, uh, did a nice job reporting on that. So he'll be on with us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. We have some breaking news, but it is a Total Request Tuesday brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, go to livenation.com. Uh, give us your songs or band names that deal with sunshine. It's a nice sunshiny day outside. Breaking news. Uh, our friend Andrea Urban uh, reporting. Um, of course, she uh, uh, covers for Fox 13. Yeah, uh, thank you, Austin. Um Andrea can confirm that this is the uh, well. Let me, let me uh, start here. She retweets a basically a Twitter account that follows uh, plane traffic, uh, reporting that a Salt Lake City Memphis flight returned back to Salt Lake shortly after ta- uh, takeoff with engine issues. And Andrea retweeted it and says, uh, "I can confirm that this is the Utah Jazz team charter flight. The plane hit birds during takeoff, resulting in an engine problem and immediate landing. And if you go on Twitter right now, all the Jazz players pretty much are." Are tweeting out the prayer hands emoji. Uh, must be a, must have been a, a pretty stressful uh, situation, but they're back on the ground apparently, which I'm grateful for that. And uh, we'll keep you updated if any more news becomes available. So B- Bowler's coming on at five, and he's got a long list of close calls traveling on that charter, from doors not being able to shut to ice storms to weather. Yeah, it's amazing. How how much? Do you remember uh, the Jalen Moore of Utah State? Yeah, mm-hmm. who just just decided to not do basketball anymore because he was afraid of flying. It's amazing how how much flying yeah. gets done, and we don't even think about it till something like this gets mentioned. Maybe we'll ask Bowler about this. And there's there's a really good story involving the team and Donovan Mitchell. Like they were they were flying. This was his either his rookie or his second year, but they were flying for a back to back from Phoenix to San Antonio. And the plane turned around mid-flight for for a mechanical issue. Went back to Phoenix, and they sat in Phoenix forever, and then flew to San Antonio, and then played that night. And Donovan Mitchell scored like fifty points or something, it and was, was really sick. And was sick. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like dog sick. Yeah, he was. That's a yeah. We'll ask Bowler about. We'll ask Bowler about that because that that was uh, that was something. Because I remember I was doing obviously the pre-half and post and. And it was like, wow, Donovan went nuts. And we had all heard the stories about how they had to turn around. And it's like, wow, that's yeah, amazing. You know, Jake, I, I tell you, and, and Austin, and I don't know if any of our listeners out there have stories, but have you? Uh, I, I've, I was on a flight. Have you ever been on a flight and it's, it was almost going down? I tell you what, it's real scary, man. <laughs> the it sigh. Is. You know, the sigh has become a, bi- a bigger part of Gordon's repertoire. It's like it's building up to something big, and then it's just, oh, oh it ended. Oh. <laughs> and that, that plane took off, and, I, and it started to shake, and <sighs> we made it. Gordon would have something for us. That's, oh, yeah. That's for sure. I, I, I've had the oxygen mask fall once. Have you really? Yeah. That's never happened to me. I, I'm pretty grateful that my, all my plane stories are, are pretty boring, like mild irritants, maybe a little turbulence here or there. Are you a sleep medication on the plane guy? No. 
you can get through it okay without that. I don't sleep well on planes by any means, but yeah, I mean, as soon as the drink cart comes by, I. <laughs> <laughs> so your self medication is what you're saying. Right, right. I'm a little bit more along those lines. No, I don't. I, you know, I don't get a ton of anxiety when we when I fly. I had food poisoning on a flight once. Nah, that would be rough. Luck, it was just L.A. to here. That's not so. But bad. it was still. That was a rough hour and 15 minutes. See, you know why that would stink is because you were... Stink. Uh-huh. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Just ask the people in the back row. Is I was going to say, you're probably pretty noisy. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> That's not a, it's not a quiet evacuation in those moments. Yeah. So I'm sure you didn't care at the Someone's time. Someone's sawing wood in the laboratory. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you didn't care at the time because who would... But you know, you think about it like, wow! Did I've that had, man take a jackhammer in there? How with much? Him? How much of the plane <laughs> knew what I was going through? All of them. Every, the whole that, that air circulates. <laughs> oh man! All right. What a but a very serious story. Yeah, Jake. Oh. But the plane returned. Everything's okay. That's good. Uh, I'm sure they'll switch planes or get it uh, fixed and taken care of and on their way. Now, getting back on the plane, that's that's the nerve-wracking part now. Get the bus. We're busing it yeah. to Memphis. How much is an Uber from here to Tennessee? If that BYU equipment bus can make it out there, <laughs> we're going to make it. Get us on that equipment truck now. No, that's, uh, that, is, that is stressful. Absolutely, that is, that is stressful. Uh, Jeff tweets into the show. This is really funny. Just sent this in. He says, uh, kind of, you picture this in the, in the Gordon voice here. Like, speaking of flying, how high have you jumped? Do you like jumping? <laughs> I used to, I used to oh. jump, uh, by the path, by the Rose Bowl when I lived down there. Jump feet off the ground. Anyway. All right. All right. Uh, Gordon will Split be story. Gordon will be with us eventually, just so you know. And the Jazz are are safe and sound. That uh, that sounds like a, a, a scary experience. I can understand why the players were were tweeting out they were grateful to be all right. So there you go. There there's the breaking news. Let's should we talk about the game last night? Uh, let's get into what happened between the Jazz and the Cavs. Go ahead, Austin. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Thomas bounces to Harkinson, tries to attack Gobert, gets shot blocked. Rebound comes down to the Jazz. Clarkson on the run, five on four. Clarkson left-hand dribble, swings it back. Niang's wide open. Angle left three, perfect. What's he from that spot, Ron Boone? Because that is George Niang's spot right there. Pushing ahead in the middle of the floor is Donovan. Right side, Bogdanovich. Right corner, Royce. Resets Bogdanovich. Gives over to Donovan. Deep three, perfect. Man, he is just incredible right now. Donovan takes a contested step back three left side, and Donovan Mitchell is in a different place, a different time, and a different zone because that has no business going down. And not only did it go down, it didn't touch anything but the very, very bottom of the nylon. Right side drive by Garland, sees Gobert, leaves, just goes home. Now he's going to try to attack Gobert. Reverse side layup, spiked out of the air. Everybody tries it once and nobody lives through it. Here come the Jazz. Ingles for three. Pow! 
you know, the biggest thing is when you're up by that much, it's tough to stay locked in. And we've seen it offensively. It is what it is. But I think the biggest thing is a defensive end. You know, there was a stretch where three mental errors. And I think that's really where our mind has to stay locked in on that point, you know, and it can happen. And we fixed it. We cleaned it up. Now, don't get me wrong. We had plenty of really good defensive possessions, but the little ones, you know, and they're, they're, they're going to happen. But, you know, if we can control those and to put an emphasis on it, that way it's still in the forefront of our brains. I think that's something that we really put emphasis on when, when we have leads like that. All right. Uh, last night, uh, the Jazz beat the Cavs 114 to 75. Now, the, the top of the, the story, of the game story last night, has to be that the Cavs are dreadfully bad. I mean, dreadfully bad. Colin Sexton might be a player. Uh, Garland, um, you know, I, I think he has some potential going forward. I know they were missing Jared Allen, who I, I think is uh, very good. Um, but the Cavs, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're bad defensively, but the good news is they're also bad offensively. They didn't have any bigs to their defense. I mean, well, uh, they had uh, Frankenstein, Hartenstein. Never yeah. have heard of that guy in my <laughs> no. life. No, uh, he the referees get, hadn't either. By the way, he had fourteen rebounds and seven assists. But yeah, he was he was grotesquely overmatched, and it it was one of those games where uh, you, the the starters didn't have to play in the fourth quarter. That's a, that's great. Right. Because if the starters had to have played in that fourth quarter and they still won, it's a loss. Really. Right. Although, you should not you should not be losing. You should not be playing your starters against these Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't care what NBA team it is. Unless you're on the second night of a back to back, your starter should be on the fourth quarter on the bench on the, in the fourth quarter. But here here's the thing though. And Quinn Snyder talked about this a little bit in the post game, but this team and the Houston team they played a couple of weeks ago, the first game back from the the All Star break. I think this Cleveland team wins against that Houston against team? that Houston team. <laughs> but the Jazz played so badly in the Houston game. Yes, they won. But and again, I keep referencing this post game because you never hear it. Quinn Snyder was absolutely critical of his team after that game. He did not think that they played well, and they didn't against the Houston team that uh, mm, was not deep that night, didn't have players. Yeah, they had the minimum. The minimum, yeah. And, and it, the eighth guy was, like, in a brace. Like, he could have played if he had to. And it was they were on a, what, a 12-game skid, 13-game yes. skid at the time. I mean, you know, not good. Not good. And the Jazz nearly, yeah. Yeah, and the Jazz didn't look good. But against this Cleveland team, they did what they were supposed to do. And Quinn Snyder said after the game, he said they they kept focused and they kept playing hard, and they specifically mentioned defensively. But they also kept moving the ball. He said they kept playing their game, and then coach pulled them in the fourth quarter. As opposed to, you know, we're half asleep out there, but who cares because have you seen the other team? So it stark difference in the takeaway from those two games that were probably pretty comparable teams. Like, Colin Sexton would have been the best player on that Houston team that night. Yeah, I, uh, unless Ben McLemore's your guy. I don't I don't know. So uh, you, He's not. That was no. a joke. No, I was, try, I was trying to think of a good McLemore joke, but I, I couldn't. Oh, uh, they've got Kenyon Martin Jr. 
on okay. the Houston on the Houston uh, Toros or whatever. They who, do, are. who do you think would be better right now, Kenny Martin Jr. or Kenny Martin Senior? <laughs> senior, seniors got him still right huh? now. Yeah, now so, yeah. currently, I mean, seniors probably fifty years old, and yeah, <laughs> I'd take him. You know that is that's a good point though because. Was that Houston game the first mm-hmm. after the All-Star break? Yep, that and, Friday. And it looked like a Jazz team who had then, the final game before the All-Star break, had complained and and raised a stink about the officiating in Philadelphia, had been on a bit of a skid, right? They'd lost two out of five, or yeah. three out of five or something. Comparatively to how they were playing, yeah. Went on the All-Star break, came back, and looked like they were still on All-Star break, but because they were playing the ninth ward out of West Valley, right. they they won that night. Right. This game last night was against a similarly the tenth ward. talented team. <laughs> Maybe a little higher up on the hill uh, okay. is what you're talking about. Yeah. They have better tennis shoes than the ninth ward maybe. But, I suppose, but yeah. But they, they looked like a team that knew uh, they are contenders. And you heard Donovan right there, like Quinn was talking about, Coach Snyder was talking about, Donovan mentioned – we cannot let go of the defensive focus, otherwise we get bit like we did against Houston. I'm talking in his. I hear you. Not, not that I'm part of the team, but uh, that's something they did against Houston. Is they lost focus. They kind of played number one go ball all the time. Last night they played team ball. They half arsed it out there against Houston. Against Houston. But last night they full arsed it. Play, played hard. Well, uh, one open to shut for the. I have to go back and look. I think the fifth time this year. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, and they put it to him. I mean, the the game was over before halftime. How much were they up at halftime? Uh, 17, 18? Uh, let's see. The, uh, the Cavs had scored 34 points, and the Jazz had scored 50. Okay. So just under Don't 20. Don't do math on the air. 53. Just, un- uh, just under 20. Yeah. All right, so 19 points. Uh, and uh, to be open and shut, w- the fifth open and shut win all season, I would have thought they'd have more than those. They would have had more than those. Let me be accurate. Let's let's not feed into the fake news media here. But it's it might be. I just They've been so dominant this year, Jake. They go on those big, long stretches of a 10-0, 11-0, 12-0 runs, and they, they won, what, 20 games in a row or what some such, and – you would think that they would have more from start to finish uh, open and shut case wins. Hmm. But we'll have to, maybe we'll have to do some research on that. Uh, I got it. I got the stat last night because we talked about it in the, pro, uh, in the post game. Uh, but, of course, I can't find it. But maybe that doesn't happen as often as my mind thinks it does anyway. Like maybe even the, the great Warriors team that won 72 games, maybe they didn't have as many. Because, you know, these are other NBA teams you're playing. Eighth. The eighth? eighth, okay, so a little higher. Eighth wire to wire victory. Well, you think about it. I mean, even if you're playing the Clevelands of the world, how often do they get the first bucket? True, and then that counts as a lead. And that counts as a lead, yeah, right? Yeah. Or how often do they? You know, you, you're kind of going back four two two four two six four. Yeah. And the next thing you know, nine lead changes yeah, right. in the first quarter. And the Jazz go on a ten zero run, and then all of a sudden it's, it's completely different. So you you are here every night for every Jazz game. Is it just my imagination or? Are teams either depleted or resting a lot more against the Jazz than they do other teams? Is it just I've, how the schedule is lining up? Yes, I, I've I've heard com, uh, conversations about this, and listen, I think the NBA across the board is dealing with 
a lot of different stuff. But if you look at the specific injuries, like James Harden was going to miss a game with that neck. Either it was the front end against, was it Sacramento? Or the back end against the Jazz or whatever. And Brooklyn just decided to lose the game against the Jazz. They, I mean, I think it had more to do with where it came in the schedule and what they're dealing with. I mean, the Kyrie thing was going to happen regardless. And Kevin Durant hasn't played in months, two months. Yeah, hamstring, I mean, right? Yeah, 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 he wasn't going to play. He wasn't ever going to play. That wasn't so, a rest for management that night for the Nets. And maybe Harden was a little bit of that, but they were going to they rested Blake Griffin and they uh they set out Joe Harris in the second half. Even Jeff Green didn't play in the second half. I mean, that was a road trip mail it in game and it stinks for Jazz fans cuz I know a lot of them highlighted that. I've got a buddy that flew his boss in from Texas to go to that game. Wow. Yeah. To the Nets game? To the Nets game. And then he got to see the the Naughton Nets. Yeah. yeah, he got to see the, the Brooklyn Knots. Right. Yeah. So I feel bad, but I don't think that was a duck in the jazz kind of thing. I think that was a taking an L because of where it fell on the schedule kind of thing. And the fact that the jazz are good probably made it easier to take that L because you were probably going to take that anyway. Yeah, I mean, the team's won 20 home games But do you already. call that ducking the jazz or do you call that roster management? Depends on how mad you want to be about it, I guess. If I had paid hundreds of dollars for a ticket, I would call it ducking the jazz. Anywho. All right. If you've got any thoughts, please feel free to share uh, at Jake Scott's own, at Austin Horton. And again, it's a Total Request Tuesday. Songs or band names that deal with uh, sunshine. Hmm. And now they've got Memphis coming up uh, tomorrow. they got to get there first. We talked about yeah, right? this. Uh, but it's the the mini playoff prep series has its finale tomorrow against the Memphis Grizzlies, which I've been fascinated by. The, the two over the weekend, I thought those were really, really fascinating games where they blew a 21-point lead the one night and then just destroyed the Grizzlies the next one. I can't decide. I, I'm kind of bored with the Grizzlies, but at the same <laughs> time, I, I hear you. It'd be interesting if they could go 3-0. and because the Grizzlies aren't bad. They're not bad. They they're might not make good. the playoffs. Yeah, but they're not bad. And what Howard Beck told you guys, that this is conceivably a 1-8 preview for that first round of the playoffs. Memphis's problem is they're just one-dimensional. Now that one dimension they're super good at, but they're just one-dimensional. They, they play transition offense. Uh, John Morant, for now, is the new John Wall, where he's you let him run, he's going to be on top of the rim before you even know it. He's great. He is great, but he's got to round out his game a little bit. And actually watching these three, well, two, soon-to-be three games have kind of brought me around to that. He's to, I like it that he's willing to shoot, okay. but he's not a great shooter quite yet. But you're not doubting that he will. No, no, no. I don't think he's going to. What's the second year? Yeah, second I don't think he's going to Ben Simmons it and just say that I'm going to suck at this forever. Again, the, his willingness to shoot it tells a lot, I think. Kind of like Giannis. Giannis isn't terrific at it, but he's he's willing to shoot it and try and get better at it. Um, so, yeah, he's got some rounding out to do. Execution, decision-making um, making in the half court, those sorts of things, which most young players, um, you know, evolve to. We've seen it with Donovan Mitchell before our eyes. He talked about that last night in the postgame, too, how that part of his game has really evolved. And last night was a great example of that. He was terrific. I would love a first-round matchup between the Jazz and, and the Memphis. Oh, Cruises. sure. Yeah. It'd be fun. Mostly because I, I think that's a pretty good matchup for the Jazz. But I think there will be some fun, interesting things in there like we've seen. It wouldn't be boring. Yeah. 
It wouldn't be close. Either, At some but it point, be boring. We need to talk about what Mannix has been saying about Rudy Gobert, Jake. And how, how he should be on the short list of MVP candidates. And at some point, we might have to start adding Donovan Mitchell to that list, too. Because what he's doing over the last 12, 11, 12 games, even if you shorten it to the last five or six games, there's hardly anyone better right now in the NBA than Donovan Mitchell. Right now. Oh, he should get NBA Player of the Week. or he's he, I think he got snubbed. Did he? I think Did that so. come out today? I, th- I think I, I'll have to double check it, but... I saw Twitter during the game last night say, this is the player of the week snub game from Donovan Mitchell. So I have to double. I, I usually am not on top of those I'm not weekly either, awards. Admittedly. But, but I right. think he's playing special, special basketball. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, Total Request Tuesdays. Songs are banned, names that deal with the sunshine. This one was mine. I requested this one. Uh, joining us now, safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello. I really enjoyed that last segment. You guys, uh, it was it was fun to listen. We didn't know you were there. Sorry, buddy. That's okay. I, no, no. I just sat back and put my feet up, you know, like I do sometimes in the studio there and kick back and relax. I, I had a smoothie here, and I, it was all good. Smoothie, huh? You didn't hear the first segment, did you? No, I didn't. Oh, good. No reason. Do I need? <laughs> okay. All right. Now, when I used to go on vacation, because I never vacation anymore, when I, when, when I used to go on vacation, I used to get all these reports, people saying, you know, it's one thing for those guys to, uh, to, to sort of, uh, uh, have, you know, have some fun, but they are being brutal right now. No, That's we what, never are. People that, overreact, no, and you get I, a, I, you get a I third person, and on, all of a sudden we have to unravel <laughs> all the hurt feelings when you get back. <laughs> no hurt feelings because I didn't hear it. So I, I didn't know what to be hurt about. But same thing with the first segment here. So uh, I'm sure you guys were breaking down the jazz and uh, doing it well. We were not. We, were, uh, we were didn't you, break what, down were the you jazz. Talking at, about Jen? At all. What were you talking about? We did. We talked quite a bit about uh, Jen Shaw. Yeah. Oh. And how you'd probably have a, a fraud one story. up frauder story. Yeah. And... No, I can't. I don't think I can one up that one. Um, no, I. I remember no. when I was committing wire fraud with <laughs> Juice Newton. <laughs> I know. And John Wooden said, nah, you better be careful. <laughs> I did nothing with Juice Newton except. Learn to play polo and sleep in her bed with my wife. Well, that part's <laughs> not getting cut. Oh. <laughs> she was not there. Uh, Your wife should have led with that. <laughs> I just, I didn't, you know, I, I just, whatever. And then we were talking about uh, the jazz plane had a close call at the airport and everyone's fine, but we knew you'd have five or six one upper. Plane almost going down stories. So. Oh man, that is frightening. 
What happened? I did not hear that story. What happened with the Jesuits? Uh, the the charter uh, plane hit a bird and then had some engine trouble and had to turn around and and land back at the airport. Wow, is that right? That, you know that can be very dangerous. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, yeah. it's been very. I mean, it's yeah. very. It's very dangerous. I mean, uh, I I did. Uh, I was on a flight once, uh, and I was not the only Salt Lake media member that was on it. And it was after a Jazz playoff game against the Nuggets in Denver, and we took off, and we were coming, jetting back to uh, Salt Lake City, and all of a sudden there was a burning smell all through the cabin, and uh, before the pilot explained what was going on, he turned the plane around. And uh, that was a tense moment. I mean, you smell something burning, and this was after the days of anybody being able to smoke on the plane. That's that's not too fun. But it turned out that it was, uh, I think it was a problem with the uh, air, con- air filter somehow. So everybody got back on the ground. So safe. the plane was just fine. Apparently, but we didn't know that. Uh, that was, that was, uh, Bowler was on that flight. He'll, he'll back me on that. Uh, but then anyway, uh, what happened to the bird? Uh, I don't know. There's a GoFundMe set up, I believe. Yeah. Speaking of the bird, <laughs> my wife flipped me off last night. Any particular reason? I said something smart, Alecky. It was supposed to be funny, kind of. But it, but the thing that was amazing, my wife, as you guys know, is about the best person on the planet. How else could anybody put up with me? Right? But I, I said some snide remark last night in front of everybody, and she she flipped me the bird. But, you know, the thing about it was it was so natural. It was so quick. It was It was like, I said, do you do that every day? What is the bird? What is the finger? <laughs> I just felt bad for the bird. That's all. I mean, those jet engines, they'll chew you up. Have you ever flipped the bird, anybody? I, I, I'm just saying, you know, there's there's been some reporters. So we talked about our friend Andrew Urban before you jumped on who are trying to report the story. And, and when they're asking questions, I don't think, hey, how, how did the bird do? <laughs> Did the bird come through? What kind of bird was it? Are we talking like a pelican, or are we talking a pelican? Or are we talking a like pe- a seagull? Because I'll tell I you, thought, I got stories about I got, seagulls. I remember the seagulls. We had a big cricket well, problem. I lived in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> you seagulls ever know that it's the California gull and it <laughs> well, flies along you, the, you, the, the, the the five to the two fifteen, <laughs> and then the, the three oh six to Pismo State. Beach. The Utah State bird is a California gull, which is kind of strange. But uh, you know, California. You know, you know my joke about the seagull, right? The guy who shot the seagull, and a police officer saw him do it, and he, yeah, he went over and and uh, uh, was arresting him, and he took him in before the judge, and uh, the judge uh, waved the perp to the bench and said, Hey, before we get started here, I got to know, you know, why would you shoot a seagull? And he said, well, I've been down on my luck a little bit. 
and uh, I, I well, I, I eat them. And the judge said, you eat seagulls? He said, what do they taste like? And he said, somewhere between a bald eagle and spotted owl. We just, you just told that gee-awful joke not two days ago. And it was bad. No, it was a, it was a long time ago. It was Friday. It was not. I it promise like, you. It, just, it, it was, it was in the fall. It is no, just we a, just got a tweet about it. It's just a horrible joke. I think you can retire it. Remember, it was about the elephant eating an elephant, <laughs> and, and you said well, somewhere between an eagle and a spotted and, owl. Uh, well, uh, well, I did bring up the spotted owl, but I, I did not uh, tell that joke. Uh, I have told the joke before, but. Uh, anyway, well, I should uh, trust your judgment, Austin, because yesterday I was begging you to do stand-up com- comedy. So uh, if you say it's it's not a funny joke, then I'm going to have to abide by that. This is why I want you to open for me. So then I am guaranteed laughs, because my stuff will be sounding hilarious. Anything is better than that. Huh? Oh, man. By the way, uh, the Jazz team plane did not make it very far. They made it to about Harriman, and then they turned around. And circled back and landed. That sounded like the doctor on Arrested Development. By the way, the jazz team plane did not make it oh, yeah. very far. Very far. Sorry. I did, did I raise some alarm yeah, there? Let's, yeah, uh, sorry Keep about that, that little pepper. Did not make it what? very far. Oh. <laughs> That's, uh, that, that is frightening, man. I, you know, because uh, planes have been downed by uh, flocks of birds like that. So that's uh I know it's how uh it's how Dr. Jones got away from the Nazis. Do they do they have like a a protective shield somehow? I mean cuz the jet engine has to suck air in, do they have like a screen on that sucker to keep it from uh you know so the birds bounce off? So I didn't even get an acknowledgement of the Indiana Jones joke I I stole from Lloyd. Not even like a not even a pause. We're going to bird screens over engines now. Can I at least get a laugh? Just, just trying to figure I mean, out what is safe. Stay tuned. We'll get to what's going on coming up next. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. For the birds.